You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. I kept Kleenex in business in the late 90s. Mike Austin might have fucked to knock his wife. But just saying no to this pay-per-view. Wait, were you making a death joke? Told you we should have gone to the donkey show. Stop choking yourself. It's either death or defecation. Woo! Happy St. Patrick's Day, drunk marks and drunk marquettes. Welcome to this week's episode of 205 Jive. I'm your jolly old host... Adam, uh, designated to uh, keep this drunken wrestling adventure on the road, which uh, if you have a drink on your hand, you shouldn't be, but uh, uh, hopefully uh, you're safe, you're well, you're celebrating uh, St. Patrick's Day in a uh, proper manner. Of course, we got several drinks, and of course, we got drunk historians. This is Eddie. Step off. I'm doing the hump. And this is Scott. Educating the masses, one drink at a time. All right. Really quick, I'm just going to get my my green uh, apple soda open. Cause to match your green hat. To match my green hat. And to wash that down, I also got some uh, some sour cream and onion stacks. Because Adam's going <laughs> to eat during green. the show. <laughs> First time that's happened. Yeah, we're very professional, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do we you have Guinness on your hand or just I don't have Guinness. Stuff? I don't okay. have Guinness. And since it's the St. Patrick's Day episode, I'd like to briefly talk about my day of drinking right now. Okay. I'm drinking. Um, I'm drinking a Negroni right now, which I name all my cocktails after songs and bands. So um, I call this drink a lady in red because it's red colored. I worked all night last night. I got home from work about 530. I got to sleep about six this morning. I woke up at one. I immediately had a beer. Adam, you it was a beer that you got me. It was like 10%. That was the besides toothpaste, that was the first thing in my mouth this morning. Oh boy. And I've been buzzed. Not if I had been at your house. Yeah, right. And and then I didn't have anything for a while after that, but I've just had it stayed kind of buzzed all day. So it's it's almost like I'm camping. It's very St. Patrick's Day, is the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only reason I felt I should mention it, because it just is very appropriate for this uh week's episode. Well, I can't really follow that. I'm doing my uh, traditional blackened in water, and uh, it's doing the trick. So, uh, thank you, Metallica. Very good. Whiskey in the jarro. <laughs> All right, we got uh, that uh, business taken uh, care of. So, this is a uh, 205 jive. So, we're gonna try to fill this episode with a lot of entertainment, but in general, it is designed to go easy on the drunk historians' livers. So, we're gonna try to keep it short. Oh, you already picked the low-hanging fruit, Adam. I did. Well done. <laughs> in the fine tradition of being a drunkard. <laughs> this week's... Yeah, in the, in the oh, fine okay. tradition of this ridiculous-ass show, you went after the cheapest <laughs> joke. Yep, so set it up. Go on and intro our short show. Our short... Just a little humor. <laughs> if you think that's bad, I mean, I mean... And we're only what two minutes in. You're in for a roller coaster ride on this. Must be this tall to ride. So uh, this uh, week's episode is all about 
Uh, the WWE run of one Mr. Dylan Postel, better known as Hornswoggle. Well, way to start it off with a bunch of short jokes. <laughs> so, yeah, well done. Yeah, thank you. Who would have thought? Yeah. So Horn- this show, what? <laughs> so Hornswoggle, it was kind of obvious this year we wanted to do something that was St. Patrick's Day appropriate. And it was like, oh, a fucking leprechaun who we can make a bunch of midget jokes about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the maturity level of this show is just so high. Very highbrow. S- so high. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So let me be a perfectly honest right off the bat. I did no research on Hornswoggle. Zero. None. Very little. Okay. I mean, you could have at least done half as much research for him as you would normally because he's half a person. <laughs> Yes, thank you. You would think so, but no. I I did not. I did no research on him, so it's all going to be from memory. Um, sorry. I don't even know who suggested this show, to be perfectly honest. Um, it showed up on the suggestion list, and I think you, I here think, we are. I think it was you. No, d- no, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know. Absolutely not. not. We may have been just cleaning from under the ring. Somehow this got onto the list and uh, it ended up there. So, you know what? There it is. I mean, there, there's so so many things you can find under a ring. You got kendo sticks, Singapore canes, ladders, tables, ladders, chairs, oh my, and apparently leprechauns. So, uh, let's uh, take this uh, back to the start of this. The year of our Lord, 2006. Uh, it... Uh, Finley has been uh, part of WWE for about a year or so, uh, maybe a little less, but uh, he's established as like a tough, uh, like traditional Irish fighting heel. In a match uh, in on SmackDown in Bakersfield, uh, he's taking on the pirate Paul Burchill. After winning, he goes under, opens the ring and says, hey, come out. Suddenly, this... Little leprechaun jumps out, just starts going ape shit. Cole and Taz are like, what the hell is that? Like, not even personify him. Like, using what terms and that to refer to him. Or or who, exactly. (laughs) He's magically delicious. And he was covered in dirt, which I assume was because he was in Bakersfield. Right, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Which, by the way, I really, I really pity the poor guy because he had to go to Bakersfield. I don't feel sorry for him for his height. I feel sorry for him because of that. Right. Cover yourself in dirt. When in Rome. Yeah. Uh, in that in that introduction, just it was weird how he started. He g- just grabbed the shillelagh <laughs> and then started uh, <laughs> wailing away on uh, on Burchill. It was weird how Finley kept. It kept looking like he was trying to control him and pull him off, but then he just picks picks him up and then drops him on Burchill's chest and then throws him right back under the ring, and that's it for that intro. I'm sure the crowd is like, what the hell just happened? Like, I've seen weird in Bakersfield, but that was fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> Bakersfield, the by fine the tradition of wrestling mascots, right? Yeah, right. Well, wait, uh, wait till we get into it with the mascot bit. Right. But um, yeah, it was weird. And then we kind of found it. So that happened for a couple weeks in a row. And then we found out his name was a little bastard. Yes. Yes. Which didn't even, I don't know. That name didn't even make sense. Oh, why would he be called that? 
That's all Vince, dude. Yeah, right. Like Vince just came up with something goofy and was like, put it on TV, damn it. Little that's plastic. funny that's, as hell, damn it. That's good shit, pal. That's good shit. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm figuring, isn't it still, by this point, it's uh, SmackDown is still on UPN, right? I'd figure that'd be fitting for that network. Yeah, mid 2000s. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but like, it was on after Charmed. <laughs> before it moves to you know. my, my TV, <laughs> I would assume, like, yeah, that language ish could fly a bit. But yeah, that's what they ran with for about uh, nine months or so. Yeah. So he would keep, he would get involved with Finley's matches. He eventually helped him win the U.S. title. If I remember right, right? Cruiserweight. Was that at WrestleMania? Oh, was it? The, no, no, no. Kennedy, or I mean, uh, Kennedy. No, uh, Finley won the U.S. title. Oh, Finley did, yes. Right. Hornswoggle helped him win it. And then, no, WrestleMania um, 23, that was, Finley was in the ladder match. And um, that's why I said Kennedy, because I was looking at my notes. Hornswoggle took Kennedy's finisher um, off of a ladder at 23, which was pretty cool, because he got involved in the match. The Kenton bomb, right? Oh God! Is that what that was called? I think I think so. It wasn't the mic check. Oh, it probably wasn't mic check by that time. I I could hmm. be wrong. I don't know. I don't know what it was called, but yeah, it was, it was, it was Kennedy. Was, Who cares? Yeah, it was like a swanton worth the dude on your shoulders, right? You put him in like a Simone drop position, you do a swanton. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So he, exactly, he did that to Hornswoggle, where it was like, oh shit, Hornswoggle can take a bit of a beating. You know, like that was yeah. pretty fucking rough. And then like years of wearing that Velcro suit really paid off. (laughs) (laughs) Then a little bit after that, Hornswoggle ended up winning the cruiserweight title from Jamie, Jamie Noble. And it was a cruiserweight open. So that was uh, 2007 at the shark tank at the great American bash. Was I, I, Oh, that was, was that the, yeah, I was at that. I I totally forgot about that. Uh, (laughs) I was at that uh, show. What was it? MVP versus Matt Hardy, Cena versus uh, Lashley. Sound familiar? That's all no. off the top of your head, too, Adam. That's impressive. Yeah, well, that's Some, that's the like brain that. of a guy who doesn't drink. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. We barely I, remember what happened at the Rumble. I gotta, I gotta put away this <laughs> this green apple shit. <laughs> maybe there, maybe there's a leprechaun magic in this. I don't know. Yeah, so, <laughs> that could so, just be Midori. So nobody knew he was even in the match until the referee started counting, which was completely yeah. fucking ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, it's Cruiserweight Open. Chavo Guerrero is the champion entering. Also got Jimmy Wang Yang, Shannon Moore, Jamie Noble, and Funaki. Uh, he clearly says all competitors in the ring at the start of the bell uh, must wrestle. First one to get a pinfall submission wins. Right as the bell rings... He just shows up, runs across the ring, gets gets the hell out of there and back under the ring. Everyone's like, what the hell just happened? Then match takes place. Right at the last minute, he does a tadpole splash on Jamie Noble, gets himself a cruiserweight belt. Garbage. <laughs> Fucking garbage. Tadpole splash. But, I, I mean, we're talking memories in the state of California. His debut. Also, his name, Hornswoggle, was revealed at the Shark Tank and then ended up getting gold at the tank. Do you, you know what? He pr- might have actually weighed, like, I know in wrestling, a cruiserweight is 205 and under, or was back in the day when they were, when they were called the cruiserweights. But in boxing, like... I know Hornswoggle's small, but he might actually classify as a cruiserweight because he's got that big ass, his big ass and legs and that big head. Like he's actually right. probably weighs more than he he should for a three foot guy. 
Yeah, that's true. So I mean, that's true. Yeah, I mean, he might have able to endure body cruiser blows rate. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, once once he uh, won that won that belt, uh, he, he started uh, celebrating on the announce tables. Uh, gives high fives to Cole and JBL. JBL has the greatest line. He says, "He's the shortest champion since Taz." <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that was Vince's line in JBL's headset, dude. Probably. Yeah, you're probably had right. Had to be. You're probably, probably right. Yeah, but had man, to be. JBL knows how to deliver. <laughs> oh, he does. He's a wrestling god. He is. He is. Yeah. So a bit after that is when we get into the Vince's illegitimate son angle. Right, which was crazy. And it went on for a few weeks. Now, who did you guys think was going to be his illegitimate son? Man, I'm trying to think who I would have thought of back at, then. At the time, I'm, I mean, it had... Wasn't it Kennedy? Wasn't it supposed to be Kennedy? I never heard who it was supposed to be. I just know oh. who I thought it was going to be. I, I, I'm i guessing I would have thought Kennedy at the time. Because he was kind of... He was like riding the wave. He was like right. a big deal. I figured it was going to be him. I probably didn't... I don't recall who it was. I'm sure I had somebody in mind. If I'm trying to remember right now, only logical one is that it had to be an Irish person, so maybe Seamus, but I, but that was with like zero confidence. So well, I, Seamus wasn't even around yet, right? No, like, this Seamus was a few was, years. Oh, like, ten? Yeah, oh, it was a few years oh, before then, that. Then never mind. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Drew McIntyre because this is when Drew was there and he'd already. I think if yes, I remember right, he'd already been one. called the chosen one. Yes. And I was like, "What year was that?" I thought that was like '09. He came around. Is that when the illegitimate son thing took place? No. Uh, two, uh, maybe 2008. No, it would have been 2000. It, it was late 2007, uh, 2008. It was 2007 because okay. it was that same year that he won the cruiserweight. Yeah. Okay. So he would have been there. I think. Okay. Then I'm wrong about Sheamus, but I mean, it was with zero confidence. Who I knew. But. Yeah, because I th I think at that point he'd already been called the chosen one, and I was like, "That's going to be him," and I was like. I don't know, they're going to just change him to being Irish instead of Scottish or whatever the fuck. I mean, Vince has never actually, the Mr. McMahon character's never really been established as Irish, unless maybe JR mentioned it at some point. I don't know. No. But I was just like, whatever, I mean, nothing nothing in wrestling makes fucking sense. I mean, yeah, we couldn't have guessed it by the Mick part. Yeah, cult <laughs> yeah. understanding culture and like uh, someone's origins are confusing. Uh, see Jamaican Kofi Kingston. Yeah, didn't you used to be Jamaican? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's who I thought it was going to be. What happened to your accent? So I thought it was going to be him, and out of nowhere, it was fucking Hornswoggle of all people. And it was like, it was one of those things where you're like, man, did you guys come up with this storyline before you came up with the finish for it? And you just didn't know how to get out of it, so you just put made Hornswoggle Vince's son? But right then it turned into a pretty long-term story because... Then Vince started booking <laughs> he started booking Hornswoggle in all these matches and he was calling it tough love. Tough love. Getting his ass kicked, and then he, he eventually booked him against uh great call Lee at Survivor Series. Where you're like, oh well, Hornswoggle's gonna die. Like we're gonna have it, yeah. like, it's gonna be a snuff film. Booked it as one right. Like, great call Lee's gonna put him in his anus like a butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> Just fire him out, and that's the end of Hornswoggle. Yeah, right. Um so that so at that match in Survivor Series, Finley did a run in, helped him. Um, I think he won, right? Did Hornswoggle win that fucking match? I think he did. Yeah, he did, right? He beat Hornswoggle beat Kali, which that was the end of Kali. <laughs> you find a guy yeah, who's like a legit. Much. You got find a guy who's a legit foot six seven, and then you have to get beat by a midget. Like, yeah, way to ruin that. 
Yeah, thank you, Hornswoggle. Yeah, I mean, not that Kali was ever really going to be a big star. He killed a guy in Hayward, but uh, right, you know, that doesn't bode well. Right, <laughs> but they still yeah, hire having him, murder on your wrestling resume is not a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think he killed him with like a flapjack or something too. Like it was something, but that guy, something was wrong. I think that guy had been hurt before, so it's not. I shouldn't completely blame it on Kali. That's not fair. Right, right. Hell of a finish, though. <laughs> oh fuck. Um. Wow, I hope that guy's family aren't listening to this show. Um, I doubt it. Yeah. Um, oh, God. You, you just fucked me up. I don't even know what to say. He milked the McMahon name for X amount of time, but it really wasn't memorable, I think. So one of the only things that stood out to me was by playing with the McMahon name. For some reason, uh, Coach was going to – he was in some position – and uh, he was going to strip uh, John Cena of the WWE title. He has security guards for like a formal ceremony. And uh, if John Cena didn't relinquish it, he was going to strip it from him. Uh, right before he officially says that, a referee just bolts it to Lillian Garcia and says, uh, John Cena will not be stripped. He's now in a match with Jonathan Coachman. It's a tables match. And then... Everybody doesn't know what the hell's going on. Bell rings. Cena just... He fucking puts uh, Coach through a table. Wins the match. It's like, why table match of all things? Uh, then suddenly Hornswoggle is sitting or is uh, standing at the top of the ramp. Cena goes, thank you, Mr. McMahon. Oh, God. That was like the most memorable McMahon Hornswoggle thing that I have. It was because it was just a funny bit. Riveting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Vince kept, I think Vince yeah. eventually was getting frustrated that Hornswoggle kept winning all the matches he was putting him in. So he booked himself, Vince, it was Vince and Hornswoggle in a cage match. And uh, <laughs> Vince beat his ass, right? He fucked him right up. The humanity. Fin <laughs> yeah. Finley runs in to help him. JBL comes in, kicks Finley's ass. And then that was, did he, he handcuffed Finley to the cage, if I remember right. Is that what he did? That would sound right. Don't yeah, and he was like, it would sound right. Yeah, and he was like, okay, I'm going to handcuff you and make you watch me beat your fucking kid to death. Or not your kid, your friend. Um, which I jumped ahead a bit by accident. But um, Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> For anyone who didn't see this nonsense back then. <laughs> um, JBL destroyed Hornswoggle. He just beat him like it was like another snuff film. Like it was, it was like I'm watching Faces of Death, like he <laughs> or Jackass or, ja <laughs> yeah, or Jackass. Oh man! <laughs> oh yeah, he smashed his midget into the cage and just fucked him up. And then the next week, they said that his brain was bleeding and his spine had been had been traumatized. <laughs> so Hornswoggle was in the fucking hospital. And then JBL comes out and he says that Hornswoggle was Finley's son, not Vince's son. Why JBL's involved in this at all in the first place is really unclear. Uh, or maybe I just don't remember, but I don't remember it ever being clear. It was just like JBL was, I guess he was just on Vince's dick. Then the next week, Finley comes out and he says, yeah, it's true. Hornswoggle is my son. And JBL's in the hospital with Hornswoggle and he beats Hornswoggle half to death in the hospital. And <laughs> I had in my notes, this is good TV. <laughs> 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 yes. Oh right? God. Like, this was compelling <laughs> shit. Like, I was like, oh, fuck, what, what's going to happen next week? 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> so what ended up happening was you get Finley versus JBL at WrestleMania 24. And was it like a Dublin street fight or no, a Belfast brawl or some shit like that? Yeah, Belfast brawl right. sounds right. Yeah, it was yep. some kind of hardcore match. Yeah, he's from Northern Ireland. Um, so yeah, it would have been a Belfast brawl. My favorite, I was at this show. My fa- <laughs> my favorite part of the entire match, I think I mentioned this before on an episode, is at one point during the match, there's a trash can in the ring. Hornswoggle goes outside the ring. JBL picks up the garbage can like Finley's down and he just throws the garbage can out of the ring onto Hornswoggle <laughs> and fucking <laughs> fucks Hornswoggle up. I, was, I almost pissed my pants. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> it was like completely unnecessary. He like completely took his focus off of Finley and was like, I'm going to hit this midget with the garbage can. <laughs> it was great. And then that was sort of it. Like that was kind of the end of his run. And then they had a draft. He went to Raw. Then he gets... Then shit started so they getting, split up Finley and Hornswoggle, they, right? They split him up and then shit started getting kind of weird with him because that was when he got into that thing with Chavo where he was doing the different gimmick matches with Chavo every week where they had the um, the Raw guest hosts. Okay. Right? They, oh, they'd yeah. have like um, Jerry Piven come in and host the show or, you know, Bob Barker. Bob Barker, and, the Muppets, Jerry the Springer. The Muppets, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so Hornswoggle won all of them. And poor fucking Chavo, that guy, you know, what a talent. And he's got to go out and lose to Hornswoggle every week. Like, that was ridiculous. Oh, Guerrero. Quite a trooper. My God, but. Yeah, and the matches were funny, but I remember at the time watching him thinking, like, this is fucked up. Like, this is sucked. Don't I do this like to Chavo. Yeah. Do this to, like, an upcoming jobber, like, just to get get them some ring experience. But, yeah, Chavo just deserved more than that. He already lost the Cruiserweight title to, to Hornswoggle, which has been, uh, Hornswoggle's been stripped of that title for about six months by this point, I would think. Yeah, Vicky stripped it up, and when she found out he was Vince's son, which he wasn't Vince's son. He was Finley's son. And we we wouldn't see the Cruiserweight uh, division for, what, 10 years? Oh, was that the end of it? He was the last Cruiserweight champion? Yeah. Wow. And are they called the Cruiserweight champion now, or are they called the 205 Jive champion? No, I, I think it's cruiserweight. I think cruiserweight. It's the, okay, N, I think it's the I think it's an NXT title, but it is cruiserweight. It is. Yeah. Okay, so he's yeah, not the Santos la- Escobar holds that. Right, right. So he's not the last cruiserweight champion ever. He was just the last one for a long time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. So then he ends up doing his thing with DX, which correct me if I'm wrong, but this to me is when DX jumped the fucking shark. Right. Like I thought it was like DX was always funny but they were like edgy and cool funny but with this they were just like what are you guys like are you guys are you're trying to sell t-shirts to like 10 year olds or something yeah like it was just lame they were his fucking he was their mascot and it they became cartoony i just really didn't like it at all this is my worst my my least favorite version of dx transition from crude adult humor to i mean i i forget when the pg era started but this was clearly PG work totally and they they, so I was reading about Hornswoggle on Wikipedia you know when I was doing my research search for this and he did a six man tag match where he was uh, partners with DX I forget who the other tag team was but it was a celebrity and I didn't recognize I recognized the guy's name but I didn't know who it was and I clicked on the name to see who the third person was in that match it was fucking Napoleon Dynamite oh my god oh my god (laughs) DX and Hornswoggle wrestled Napoleon Dynamite Oh, dude, that that was it. 
like that was it like that okay. was the end of t- yeah i totally yeah, forgot about it. that yeah right so and i i think they felt the same way because he got drafted to smackdown after that um <laughs> and then he became team smackdown's mascot at survivor series so it's like He's like an animal. <laughs> like, like usually a team mascot is like some kind of like a bull or like a shark or whatever the fuck. So like they take yep. this little midget and they make him a mascot for everything. Like he's some kind of like he's not a human being. Like he's Frankie. Right, so, right. So or, pretty or, much. Uh, or Matilda. Right, so, exactly. Pretty much full circle back when he first came out with uh, Cole, Taz and JBL were like not personifying him with those verbs or with yeah, those the whole- nouns. Yeah. Yeah, and the whole thing got really goofy. Then he became the anonymous general manager for no fucking reason when they were doing that. Like they, mm-hmm. that went on for months and months and it was revealed that it was him. When those It was kind of uh, like Yeah. It was almost like they wanted to keep him on TV but they couldn't figure out what to do with him, but it was also almost like they were writing these stories like the general manager thing that they didn't have an end in sight. Like we're going to do the general manager and we'll figure out later who it is. And they couldn't figure it out so they were like, "Oh, it's Hornswoggle." It's like same as Vince's son. It was kind of stupid. They never figured out just to have a special episode of Piper's Pit, have Piper smash a fucking bottle of Guinness over his head and ride him off TV forever. <laughs> Come on. Well, Guinness is better out of a can. It's the only beer that's better that way, so I would have had him do it with a can, but yeah. Okay, or good keg. point. Yeah, either way. <laughs> a keg, keg, yes, even better. You throw yes. it out of the ring onto him. Fucking drop it on his head from a high distance. <laughs> yeah. Like, boom, done. He's off TV. Yeah. Then he went to uh, NXT on the early uh, version of NXT when it was like a game show and he was Titus's pro, which made no sense. Um, <laughs> then for well, some I mean, reason- great training. You, you see where Titus is now. Yeah, right. I mean, I guess, <laughs> well, yeah, he, sh- he showed him how to go under the ring. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Literally because he was also in that rumble. <laughs> Oh yeah, he was, that's right. That's right. That was because that was one of the next things he he did. Yeah. <laughs> then he won a battle royal later on, and Mick Foley was there as Santa Claus, and he got he got a wish and it, for winning, and his wish was to be able to talk. And Mick Foley made him be able to talk. And I just wrote in my notes: bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yeah. Re- remember, this is the WWE Science Lab where uh, we can make a J- Jamaican person. Uh, from Ghana, or at least have an American accent, uh, where a boogeyman can actually cure Jillian Hall. Totally forgot. He's got that right, or backtracking a bit, Finley and uh, Little Bastard, or Hornswoggle, with Boogeyman and Little Boogeyman. So, at least uh, he had he had somebody to fight with uh, before he blew up as a character. Totally forgot about Little Boogeyman. Um... Just extra helpings of worms. It was fun. Then 2008, we get to WrestleMania 28. He's the mascot of Team Johnny when they were doing the Team Johnny versus Team Teddy. So again, he's a mascot. Because then kind of the next thing, (laughs) then not long after that, he was three man bands mascot. (laughs) I'm sensing a trend. No one's ever had a mascot before, right? Like until Hornswoggle came around, there was never a mascot. Man. Managers or associates or partners, but mascots. I mean, I guess yeah, I guess they Matilda call him a manager. I guess Matilda and um, Frankie would have been mascots, but they were the only the only other mascots besides him were actual animals. Snakes, yeah, snakes, yeah, right, yeah. Damien Lucifer, yeah. <laughs> so he's the first Mine. human, first human mascot. 
I don't know. It, <laughs> I don't know. Then he got kidnapped by the fucking lemon party. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, the lemon party kidnapped him. Adam Rose is fucking like Braun Strowman and. Uh, oh, that lemon party. That lemon party. Yeah, not not the lemon party you're thinking of. Get your mind right, right. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Right. Don't ever go to lemonparty.org. Yeah. Then he was a cow. <laughs> then he was Slater Gator's mascot and was a gator. And then then that was sort of the end. He failed a piss test, which he says he failed because he couldn't pee. Um, <laughs> he forgot. He, like Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> <laughs> um, then he was in the Greatest Royal Rumble, which like Adam said, was the one with Titus. Then he chased Selena around the ring in the 2019 Rumble, and that's the last time we ever saw him. Um, got released. Then he went to TNA because, of course, they always get WWE sloppy seconds over there. Exactly. And that was basically his run. Wait, he didn't do great things for TNA? Shocking. No, G- no I really thought TNA was going to become the top, uh, the number one company when he went there. You know, I thought... They tried the Hogan thing. They brought Angle over there. Yeah. They brought Christian over there. All the stuff they got. They got Monday night against Raw. They got two yeah. hours. None of it worked. And I was like, yeah. I was like, you know well, what? I didn't think any of that would work. But Hornswoggle. I thought that was going to be it. Yeah. I did too. Yeah. Who who would have seen what happened after that? You know, we. Wow. You that's never, shocking, actually. Yeah. You could never predict it says that. Says a lot about TNA. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. No, I know that you Shocking would have thought stuff. the brilliance of Dixie Carter would have figured out a way to make that the number one company with talent like that. You would think so, yeah. Yeah. Shocking. Um, so I just kind of had as a little recap, uh, recap uh, or summary. He had a shockingly long run, actually, because he was there he like really five did. or six years, right? You'd mm-hmm. think he'd be there six months. He's got to be the top midget of all time. I would say so. I can't right. think of anybody bigger than you him. Can't. Like everybody says, Haiti kid. Well, I, I can think of a lot of people bigger than him. Okay. <laughs> Look, still grabbing the low hanging fruit, huh? <laughs> yeah. Thought we had moved past this. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the show. All right. But yeah, he's got to be. He's got to be the number one midget of all time. He was the PWI yeah, he, he rookie. Is. He was the PWI rookie of the year in two thousand seven. Um, what does that say about two thousand and seven? <laughs> I didn't slim I didn't, pickings I hadn't looked at it that way um he got the uh, Melter gave him the worst gimmick and the worst feud with Chavo in 2009 and I thought you know maybe if he'd been a Wagyu cow Melter would have given him given him a better ranking great call <laughs> great call and been up there in um he wrestled as the world's sexiest midget short stack in NWA Wisconsin, which who knew there was an NWA Wisconsin? There's such a thing? Yeah. And um, huh. yeah, and I was like, he was the world's sexiest midget. He, had he ever even seen Bridget or Marty? <laughs> <laughs> Jason or Acuna or, of course, I'd bring it up, the late great Vern Troyer, Mini-Me. <laughs> no, he was way sexier than, than Mitty B. <laughs> and that's kind of that. Uh, well, sort of. He, he did have a, a longer uh, run on UPN than that uh, Vern Troyer did on Shasta McNasty. <laughs> yeah, and that I was the only. That is, and yeah. that was the only longer thing he had than anyone. Yeah. Also, uh, wow. some other really dick jokes too. Oh yeah! Wow. <laughs> This show. I mean, the list yeah. was short, but you know, we, we still got them. 
<laughs> We're really achieving new heights here tonight, guys. Yeah. Uh, well done. Also, really quick, he had a <laughs> Wii LC match against that uh, luchador bull or whatever the fuck is El Torito. Torito? El Torito. Uh, that was a Mexican restaurant, wasn't it? it yeah, shitty yes. one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, of course. Good cornbread, though. Uh, Wait, they have cornbread at a Mexican? What? <laughs> it was more like a corn cake, actually. Oh, like, oh, a, uh, get a, like, little, uh, like a tomolito. Tomolito. Yes, oh, that. Okay. like a little piece of it you get with every meal. But if you went to their buffet on Sundays, they actually had a full tray of it out, and you could cut as big a piece as you wanted. Okay, redeemed uh, right there. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, maybe that I was I believe a that's actually quality. a Peruvian food, too, by the way. Not Mexican? Yeah, that's what I've heard from a Peruvian <laughs> that I know. Fucking El Toritos, yeah. come on. Moves are tadpole splash, sweet shin music, and... <laughs> <laughs> and mandible claw instead of to the mouth at uh, his level it goes right to the crotch so nice that's uh into the urethra <laughs> it's way effective yeah yeah I'd rather have my I'd rather have someone's hand in my mouth than in my urethra <laughs> yeah me too yeah so what a what a memorable run that uh Hornswoggle had mm-hmm uh because we were able to squeeze half an hour out of him uh, for this week. Uh, it was the comedic entertainment, maybe not the wrestling quality, but hey, it was there. I don't know. Actually, no, you know yeah, what? I'm going to interrupt you there. He was actually a pretty good wrestler. Like, let's be he fair could, to Hornswoggle. He could bump. Like, yeah. he could do some shit, especially for like a little guy or like a dude who you would think would be limited in what he could do. He actually could work. Um, when I was yeah. saying he was one of the top wrestlers, I meant to say, or midget wrestlers, I meant to say he was probably the best midget wrestler I've ever seen. Actually, yeah, very good point. Because uh, I even know, like, uh, in theater training, if someone is supposed to play a klutzy character, especially in a show with lots of choreography, I mean, you, ha- you do have to be able to be built, know how to take a bump, because... You can't just go out there and be a sloppy character. That's very unsafe. So, yeah, he he knew how to compliment uh, everybody. Uh, he worked well with with uh, Chavo in those uh, few times. So, yeah, good, very good point. He knows how to take a bump. So there you uh, go. He had great. He had great stuff. You guys, we just did a half an hour on Hornswoggle. I know. We thought this was going to go about fifteen minutes. This is what happens when you drink. This is why we don't get as many fucking episodes done as we always try to. And, like, this is why we can't do one every week. We got to take, like, a week off here and there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. With that said, I need another drink. Yeah, well, quality over quantity. Right. Yeah, I'm going to go get another drink, too. Uh, Adam, let's take the show home so we can go get another drink. I got to pee. While you uh, refill, yes, that is our episode of uh, 205 Jive. All about Hornswoggle. Uh, If you have any short... Or quick uh, running notes uh, uh, for us. Let us know on on the social media platforms and uh, leave us reviews there. I would definitely love to hear it. And hope uh, that you were entertained. And hope you celebrate St. Patrick's Day uh, wherever you are in uh, fun in in a fun uh, form. And uh, that you're all still staying safe. So with Scott, with Eddie, I'm Adam. You know all our catchphrases and uh, all that stuff. Uh, let's end this episode. One, two, three. Ring that bell. Happy St. Patty's Day. Cheers. Shillelagh. Three Jolly Rolls came in the pub upon the summer's eve. 
We'll have a glass of wine, me boys, before we take our leave. A glass of wine and a pint of Guinness before we take our leave. Three jolly rogues stopped in the pub all on the summer's eve. We'll have a half and a whiskey, boys, before we take our leave. A half and a whiskey, a glass of wine, and a pint of Guinness before we take our leave. Three jolly rogues stopped in the pub all on the summer's eve. We'll have a mug of ale, me boys, before we take our leave. A mug of ale, a half and a whiskey, a glass of wine, and a pint of Guinness before we take our leave. Three jolly rogues stopped in the pub all on the summer's eve. We'll have a dram of scotch, boys, before we take our leave. A dram of scotch, a mug of ale, a half and a whiskey, a glass of wine, and a pint of Guinness before we take our leave. Three jolly rogues came in the pub upon the summer's eve. We'll have a little family, boys, before we take our leave. A tot rum, a dram of scotch, a mug of ale, a half and a whiskey, a glass of wine, and a pint of Guinness before we take our leave. Three jolly rogues stopped in the pub all on the summer's eve. We'll have a jug of punch, boys, before we take our leave. A jug of punch, a tot of rum, a dram of scotch, a mug of ale, a half and a whiskey, a glass of wine, and a pipe to get us before we take our leave. Three jolly rogues came in the pub upon the summer's eve. We'll have a jar of mead, me boys, before we take our leave. A jar of mead, a jug of punch, a tot of rum, a dram of scotch, a mug of ale, a half and a whiskey, a glass of wine, and a pipe to get us before we take our leave. Three jolly rogues stopped in the pub all on the summer's eve. We'll have a jigger of gin, boys, before we take our leave. A jigger of gin, a jar of mead, a jug of punch, a tot of rum, a dram of scotch, a log of ale, a half and a whiskey, a glass of wine, and a pint to get us before we take our leave. Three jolly rogues stopped in the pub all on the summer's eve. We'll have a slither of brandy, boys, before we take our leave. A slither of brandy, a jigger of gin, a jar of mead, a jug of punch, a tot of rum, a dram of scotch, a log of ale, a half and a whiskey, a glass of wine, and a pint to get us before we take our leave. He has the point to get us before we take our leave.